0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Two-Headed Game Master. I'm Cosmo, the first head.
1: I'm Dane, the... Shit, what's his name? Um... I don't know. The ACDC guy... head. Uh... Get it? Because it's TNT. Mm. Anyway, it's, it's a joke for later. It's gonna. Come okay. Up.
0: Yeah, sit on that. <laughs> Two Head Game Master is a podcast about writing, designing, running and playing role playing games, where we discuss our favorite hobbies, share our thoughts with you, and even play some games sometimes. So, Dane? TNT on Dynamite! There! Okay. (laughs) Right? I did the joke? Today, we're going to (laughs) be doing, we're going to be talking about loot. We're going to be talking about loot you give your players. It's a tips and tricks episode. We call those TNT episodes.
1: That was the joke. Yeah. It's a TNT about
0: player loot. (laughs) <laughs> All right, uh, so... Yeah, so loot. We are going to talk about what is loot. All of this is obviously in the context of pen and paper role-playing games. What is loot? Right. Why is loot? Different types of loot. How and when to, to give, give. Loot. the loot. Loot, loot, loot. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, so what is loot? Well, it's loot. Duh. Mm-hmm. See how many times we can fit loot
0: into a sentence. I'm sure we'll say it a lot. It'll be like <laughs> that South Park episode where they... <laughs> What happens? They open a hell portal.
1: Which one? One of the older ones? Where
0: they say shit enough. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah until yeah. they They're say shit say like six hundred and sixty six times and open yeah. a demon portal. I don't anyways. Yeah.
1: I remember that. That's old school. Old school. South park. Anyway, so loot, right? Uh, it's stuff that you get as a character. It's shiny. It's new. Mm-hmm. Um, it can improve your life in and out of the game.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's not... <laughs> in, in In simple terms, you know, everyone knows what loot is. Nobody needs to be explained what loot is. But in addition to just, like, conceptually being loot, In game design terms, yeah. In in game design terms, it actually you know is usually a couple of things, and uh, we've we've broken that down a little bit here, and we're going to talk to you guys all about uh, different ways to think about it and um, how to implement.
1: Right. So, like, loot can be better gear. It could be money, like the most you know common definition. Yeah. You know, Um, but it could. It's basically just something that the player character doesn't already have. That counts as loot, right? Anything they gain, whether they stole it off a corpse or bought it at the shop.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, better stuff. Um, mainly things, uh, things that the player characters don't already have. It doesn't have to be particularly awesome. You know, it doesn't even need to be better than anything they have, but if it's something they don't have, like, you know, if you're doing a, a kids with bikes adventure and they're like wandering around in the sewer and all they have is like a paper matchbook, a great piece of loot would be like a headlamp, you know, how are they going to find that monster in the sewer if they can't see?
1: Mm. All right. So there's an example. Yeah. So why give loot? Uh, players don't have it. Maybe it's necessary for the adventure. it improves uh, the game playing. Uh, it can also just be cool right players like getting loot you know it's uh the positive feedback loop right releases that dopamine you yeah. know, that everyone's chasing
0: players you know players play the game for a number of reasons and when I say the game I'm talking Games. Uh, yeah I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm talking like game the royal sense in just, like, all pen and paper role-playing games. Generally speaking, they want to have adventures. They want to, like, kick down doors and get in fights. And then, you know, victory feels hollow if there's not something after that.
1: Reward. You need a reward.
0: So the, you know, it's it's very well established in video games. Some sort of action feedback loop mm-hmm. of, you know... Do what the game is asking you to do, be that explore or shoot or, you know, platform, and get rewarded with something.
1: I mean, that's the whole concept behind the grind, right? You grind to get better at loot.
0: Yeah. So, why give loot? Players like it, it's cool. It creates that positive feedback loop. It rewards players for engagement. If they're not getting anything... They might start thinking about why they're engaging in the first place. You want to, you want to keep closing that loop of play the game, get rewarded, keep playing the game, um, and it can also be a really powerful storytelling element. The types of loot that you give your players,
1: mm-hmm. like the flashlight in the sewers mm-hmm. uh, with the kids, yeah,
0: right? be a story thing, and we also I I believe we talked about. Uh, In a previous episode, we we dove in a lot about the elven cloaks that they get in the Fellowship of the Ring. Like Mm. Those are for sure a loot item. We talked about them in the context of magic systems, but they're also a loot item that have everything to do with the story. Mm.
1: Yes. So, loot's important. Uh, Let's break down the different types of loot
0: now. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: Right, so it can be armor and weapons. Right, that's a huge category. Yeah, uh, they can do s- different things. Right, so, uh, you know, classic D D. You know, leather armor has this much adds this much to your AC. Plate armor adds more. Right, yeah. it's better loot. Right, um, and then you know, there's some drawbacks. Right, you know, like the the heavier armor you wear, the mm-hmm. uh, slower you are. You know, such and such.
0: Or sometimes there's less drawbacks. It just you know, the better stuff costs more. Mm-hmm. And you'd never be able to afford that in the shop. You'd never be able to afford, you know, the mithril coat or right. something. But,
1: but you find it but in a Yeah, you right?
0: find it in a dungeon or like a bad guy has some really nice stuff. If you can, you know, cleverly beat him or take it from him, oh, now, you know. You would have never been able to afford that, you know, working your minimum wage
1: Dun- dungeon adventurer
0: <laughs> job, never in a million years. But you might find it in the mm-hmm. dungeon. That's terrific, and you know, as a game master, giving that to your players, that can be that can be a terrifically rewarding experience, especially if they mm. maybe like had their eye on something. So right, yeah.
1: like oh, I need a better sword. Yeah, well, you know, you can drop a better sword in a dungeon somewhere that like is like oh, maybe you need. To find the secret hidey hole, or maybe it's just as easy as beating, you know, the boss. Yeah, we'll get more into that later.
0: Some of that. It's you know, got to give. Loop. Yeah. Uh, um, but, the other big type. Yeah.
1: Utility items, right? So it's not all just mail and swords, right? It's uh, rope and climbing gear, torches, uh, you know, light sources. We just talked about um, things that help you in your adventure, mm-hmm. uh, help you overcome obstacles. And, you know, maybe it's not necessary for what they're doing right now. Like, oh, I killed a goblin and got some, I don't know, caltrops because they're sneaky, trappy bastards. Um, You don't need to use the caltrops right away, but you put them in your inventory and, you know, use them next session. Or, you know, maybe you never use them, but you got them.
0: Yeah. Also, uh, you know, utility items, oftentimes, in many many gaming systems, there's... Uh, There's a built-in feature in the character creation phase where you you can pick that sort of stuff off a list. Mm -hmm. But oftentimes, you know, you either are just, like, given everything for free or you might not, you know. Maybe you forget something. Yeah. And then, you know, you find yourself in a dungeon environment where... Rope would have really come in handy, or you know, like you're lost and you're, you're like, mm-hmm. did anyone bring well, a compass?
1: Another lo- same thing as the elven cloaks, like Sam, right? Mm-hmm. Samwise Gamgee can't believe he doesn't didn't bring any rope. Like, oh my god, I can't believe I forgot rope. Yeah, he gets some rope.
0: He huh? yeah, he browbeats himself about that several times early in the fellowship. I don't think he actually mentions it in the movie, but.
1: I don't think he does either. But. Not,
0: not until later when he actually has rope. But in the book, he he mentions and laments several times about how like, oh, some friggin rope. You knew you'd want it if you didn't have it. Mm-hmm. And so when they make a pit stop at, at <laughs> Lorien, they, he makes sure to get some and he asks about it. And, you know, it's like, yeah, I could have used this at multiple points in our journey so far is good to have now. So, you know, money, obviously, that's a type of loot. Better armor, weapons, special types of like damages or resistances, stuff like that. That's usually the more common kind. Mm -hmm. Uh, Utility items can seem mundane compared to that, but they also can, you know, they can do a terrific job rewarding your players in the same way as better swords or whatever. Mm -hmm. And they also do the next thing we're going to talk about, which is... Yeah, they come with the potential to, like, open up the game right. and open up the game world in ways that, you know, previously your players weren't able to do.
1: Right, so, yeah. Uh, loot that gives new powers or new abilities, right? Like a Cloak of Invisibility. Uh, couldn't turn invisible before, but you killed this elf and took his cloak. Boom. Yeah. Now you can turn invisible.
0: Um, a version of this that I really like for, you know, for anyone who this resonates with, was the uh, the new God of War game that released in 2018. There is a lot of... Uh, there's a lot of the Metroid and the Castlevania, the Metroidvania type of, you know, game design in that, where, like, as you're going through the world, you see stuff, and maybe Atreus mentions something about it, but you can't interact with it yet. And then as you go through the story... Doing the stuff you're supposed to do, you find things out in the world that are at once loot items, but double as sort of keys.
1: Mm. Open up the new area, right? You get uh, you get your double jump, mm-hmm. or you know. Um, what was it in in God of War?
0: Oh, there's a uh, couple, the bow. but the first thing, yeah, the first thing is you go to Alfheim and you get the Light of Alfheim, and now Atreus's bow can activate the light bridges, which in the in the sort of like linear progression of the game you need in order to leave that place at all. But also it opens up everything else. So anywhere else in the world that you see uh, Elven light bridges. You can use his light arrows and now there's a new place to explore. You couldn't go there before, now you can. Loot you, you so you can give that experience to players in the form of a tangible item, like a thing that they find, and then they're like, Oh, what do I do with this? Oh cool, it opens up this new thing, and maybe you you know mm-hmm. maybe you foreshadowed it. You saw this place that they couldn't get up to, but now they can.
1: And it's also, you know, given this type of loot can be extremely exciting as a game master because uh, you don't know how your players are going to use it like uh you know how do you use double jump oh mm-hmm. uh, you know obvi- well as a game master i thought you know you'd just be a little more jumpy in combat but your player finds a different use for it maybe maybe they steal more stuff i don't know yeah but like
0: you know you never know what they're gonna do you
1: never know how they're gonna use it it's probably not as you intended it so uh, Yeah, right? So we got uh, armor and weapons, utility items, uh, magic items, I guess, right? The new powers, the keys, if you will. Uh, then the less game mechanic-y type is flavor items, right? Flavor items can be great loot uh, for when you don't, like, want to give your players a power-up, but you want to give them something.
0: Mm-hmm. Something that they can, you know... They can still use, but it's not gonna like, you know, it's right not gonna beginning. give. It's not gonna give an e- increase to their damage. It's not gonna change their roles. It's not gonna change any of their stats. But uh, you know, cool example that we've that we've talked about. I feel like we've mentioned this every other episode, but the idea of like a cool big hat mm-hmm. that can, you know, maybe it gives you a charisma bonus, or maybe your character just like, you know has lots of flourishes and stuff mm-hmm. that they can do. When they're wearing their hat, they're just, like, really into it. Mm-hmm.
1: And, like, maybe they're always on the lookout for a bigger, better hat, yeah. right, you know? And so you can you can reward players like that. And, you know, players love to get them, right? Like, uh, you know, or just little items that, yeah, don't change the game. Like, you know, I love the idea of, like, pipes, right? Like, doesn't really change my stats, but, you know, oh, at a at a key point in the story you know you strike up a match and start puffing on your pipe you know to add gravitas to Mm -hmm. whatever's happening right or you know maybe you like blow smoke in someone's face and it's funny
0: you can also i guess generally speaking this episode is about giving loot but an idea that just came to mind for me is like taking a taking it away in that sense Unless it's unless it's critical to the adventure and, you know, you spend some time balancing it, you probably don't want to take away your player's armor or weapons, unless it's a sequence about them going to prison or something.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But if they have, like, a pipe that is part of their character's, you know, just general affectation and they like to use it and that's their, you know, whenever you make camp, your character's like, oh, I light up my pipe and I, you know, I, I hobbit.
1: Mm, I smoke some pipe weed and blow some smoke rings. Yeah,
0: if if that's what they're into, you can. Um, it can break. Like, yeah, you could have them like oh the orc, hill. The orc boss hits them and they find like oh my little my my lovely clay pipe that I love that I brought from home it's broken, and suddenly you know you've inserted a tremendous amount of drama into that situation because they're going to be furious now mm-hmm. and even if the fight was maybe going to play out the same way, regardless of whether or not you did that. They're way more into it now.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, there's a reason for them to, to be mad because you broke their pipe.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> and they're going to, you know, want a new one. And then when you give them the new one, they're going to be like, yes. Yeah, and then
0: they're going to do it and you're just going to like, you know, back to that feedback, f- feedback loop idea. Then, you know, once they get another one, Mm -hmm. and maybe they find it, maybe whatever, maybe they buy it in the next town they stop at, but once they get another one, then they're going to, like, double down on that being an affectation of their character and a component of their Mm role-playing.
1: Yes. When I I make characters, I love to just have one, like, flavor item, right? Like, uh, I had a character in our setting, Afterlife, uh, she loved, like, old music and like old music you know current day music and like mainly cartoon Mm -hmm. music it's a
0: post apocalyptic setting so yeah she was into stuff from the before times right
1: you know so it's always you know oh i loot the cave well i'm looking for are is there any music discs can i get any more music and like does that really help my character out no but like you know it's something Someone to look for, yeah. And like you know, I I've, I've looked for a pipe. You know, I've used a pipe before. Um, I love in D and D how you can choose like musical instruments, because if you're not a bard, it's pretty much useless. But like I got a half orc monk.
0: There's a tremendous amount of flavor still that who comes. Who knows with how it. to
1: play the violin? Yeah. And he, well, he's an orc, so he smashes it when he doesn't play any good. So like, he's always looking for another one. <laughs>
0: Uh so you mentioned something that that actually leads us right into our next thing that you would um that you would specifically look, look for, for a specific a, things for a little flavor yeah. item and um want to keep that in mind as we move into our next section which is how to actually give loot
1: also how to get loot as a player yeah how to, right? give, how
0: and to give and get, give and get. Generally speaking this tips and tricks episode is for the game master how to run stuff but mm-hmm. there is there is a significant aspect to this that we're about to get into where it can actually come from the players and even more increase the you know the value of the feedback loop mm-hmm. and the enjoyment of the overall experience
1: also it takes a little bit off the game master's hands cuz they don't have to come up with everything. Like, oh, I loot the corpse. Well, you know, here here's a list of what the corpse has, right? Like, if you're looking for a specific thing, the game master can be like, well, I don't know, does that make sense? Let me roll for it. Yeah, right? we can so, ask about it. Anyways.
0: But let's, yeah, first.
1: So, let's talk about how to give loot, right? We got a couple uh, really, well, there's examples all over the place, right? But let's talk a little bit about video games. Because, mm. uh, you know, the, was it the first... Looter-shooter, right? Like, that term wasn't around until Borderlands, right?
0: Accurate. Um, the, the loot-driven mechanics of it made their debut in Diablo. And Diablo had a sequel by then. I'm pretty sure I'm remembering the order correctly. Um, but the, uh, the randomly generated loot mechanic comes from Diablo, Originally, and then uh, some old developers from the original Halo team set out to make another shooter. And what they did is deliberately emulate the Diablo loot mechanic. So, two two great examples. One we're going to talk about the Borderlands series in terms of a game giving you loot, uh, and the other one is is The Witcher Three, which fantastic game, but I would say a hot mess when it comes to loot. <laughs> So the, the purpose of examining both of these two things is the idea that loot should be meaningful. If there's not a reason for it to exist, if there's not a use for it in your world, or if your players don't have a use for it, say they don't find anything useful. This also kind of goes back, we said in the beginning, you know, there's like better gear, there's things they don't already have, there's types of loot we were talking about. Uh, currency was brought up. If there's not a use for currency, or if you're playing a one-shot where, like, you're never going to go back to town and, you know.
1: I don't know about that. i take issue with that one. Because even, even if you're never going to go back to town and spend that loot or that money mm-hmm. that you get off corpses or find in a chest, it still reinforces that feedback loop. Because it's still, it's just, it's just dope. You do right? still get you know, something, but get there is no dopamine.
0: value in uh, like counting out individual coins and being like, you could be like, oh, you steal this coin purse or whatever yeah. and throw a random number on it. That's but, like, fine. The actual, right. you know, the precise.
1: You don't, yeah, you don't need to get super into like what the economy is if it's a one shot, mm-hmm. right? You know, where it's just kind of like, oh, you're never going to go back to town and actually spend it. So you don't need to get like real, like anal about, oh, well. Wow, you get 37 coins because that has this much buying power. Don't even do that. Just throw a random number out. Make your players feel good.
0: Yeah. So.
1: But anyways, so loot. Yeah. Like the armor and weapons and that stuff, that should all be meaningful, right? Like, Mm -hmm. for example, um, like the Witcher 3, a lot of ingredients. And if you're not fucking with potions, Mm -hmm. then it's just like, I go up and I loot the body and I press. I don't even look. Well, even if you
0: are fucking with potions, even if you are like you know fully like fully exploring the alchemy mechanics of that game, making bombs and potions and oils. Once you make a thing, you have it forever. You just replenish it when you meditate. You, there is so much stuff in that game that is just like not useless because it all feeds into a overcomplicated system of crafting and exchange I think it just severely drags down the experience because so much of it is uh, ignorable at no penalty Mm -hmm. so I think the idea is meant to you know like enrich the world make it feel full and real and and alive Mm -hmm. but compare that to something like Borderlands or Diablo I guess works fine too because Diablo is uh, you know, that's a little more on theme for like D&D, but the loot thesis is the same you only ever get weapons armor and items that directly affect gameplay
1: Mm -hmm. and you don't necessarily need to get right, because like a lot of weapons in Borderlands are trash, right they're not as good as the weapons you're using Mm -hmm. but there's always a chance they could be.
0: Right. That's because they roll on dice basically. Mm-hmm. they not dice, but you know coded random number mm-hmm. generators that design these weapons and spit them out. There's always a chance that you can get something useful. and even if it's not better than the stuff you have, it fits into your uh, to your loadout. and then you make the choice about which mm-hmm. thing is better for you or which thing you want.
1: And we're not, like, advocating for you game masters out there to come up with a complex, random loot system like Borderlands where, Mm -hmm. oh, you search the bandit. Well, let me see, you know, what this sword is, and then you roll some dice. You can do that if you want. That's pretty cool. But that's also, well, I would call it extra work that you don't need to do.
0: Yeah. So... Those those are two examples of how to give loot, and I think it's pretty clear the direction we're leaning. Give loot that's meaningful and just kind of, like, gloss over the rest of it and be like, you don't find anything useful or of interest. Mm-hmm. But that gets into sort of the next thing. The most common way to find loot is to just take it out of a chest or off of a dead mm-hmm. body. Um, that's really commonly used, and it's kind of boring. And it also puts it on the game master to, like, have either in their mind or on a complicated list Mm. or spreadsheet or whatever, all the loot in the encounter. Right, because if
1: if you as a game master are going to put a chest in a dungeon, that it should be important. It should give, oh, a sexy sword that is better Mm -hmm. than your weapon. Right. There shouldn't be any like, oh, well, you open the chest and there's a shitty sword. Right. I mean, you know, I think it's actually kind of funny if you put a chest there and they're like, oh, yeah, a chest. We open the chest. Yeah. Uh, It's just clothes. Yeah. It's
0: just old robes. But yeah.
1: So that's fine. But like, there's no reason to like, oh, well, how good are the robes? You can just say as a game master, they're shitty robes. Yeah.
0: You don't want them. Um, but a way around this problem is, you know, say they get through a combat encounter, they get maybe, I don't know, ambushed by bandits, uh, and they're like, oh, we loot the bodies. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, maybe you roll a quick dice to see how much gold they find. Great. But then what you give them after that, maybe have them tell you or not tell you, but ask you.
1: Right. You know, yeah. Like if they don't ask, then like, you know, here's where the player thing comes in. Players. Right? Oh, I want a better crossbow. I loot the bodies. Tell the game master, "Hey, I'm going to loot all these bodies. I'm looking see for if a I crossbow. Find a better crossbow.
0: Yeah. Then it becomes a thing where the game master's like, "Okay, cool. I know what you're after. Mm-hmm. Uh, give me an investigation roll. Give me a give me a rummage roll. And you know, just like real quick to yourself, you set a you set a target. Mm-hmm. And if they hit it, they're like, "Yeah, here's a new crossbow. It's better than yours." If they just miss it, they're like, oh, you find a couple crossbows, but they're the same. Mm-hmm. You get to replenish your ammo. Um, right. But you don't want one of them more than the one you already have. And then yeah. if they fail, you're like, ah, they didn't have any. Mm-hmm.
1: And, you know, that's fine. Because how are the players going to know? Right? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, they just didn't have anything. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: but it allows you to uh, reward creativity, mm-hmm. uh, reward initiative, right. and reward good rolls.
1: Right? Because, like... So say your player wants to get some components to make a trap. If they don't tell you that,
0: what then it's like for. it's
1: almost impossible to give them that. Yeah. And like, you know, this is advice for you players out there. If you want to make like a Molotov cocktail, but you don't have any liquor and you don't have any, you know, cloth, then say, oh, I loot the bodies. That's not gonna get you it. Yeah. what you say is like hey can I scavenge some like bits of cloth mm-hmm. and like see if any of them have some grain alcohol? Yeah
0: does any do any of them have a bottle on them where these mm-hmm. bandits you know they, they have a little a little nipper to keep the to keep the chill away and you know then instead of instead of asking if you find just like rip a piece of cloth off of one of their yeah. one of their shirts. Then you tell the game master, like, oh, I did it, I looted, and I've mm-hmm. I've put this...
1: I've put this bond again. Yeah,
0: I've put this together, and then they're like, okay, now they have to, you know, they have to respond to your clever decision-making mm-hmm. and your clever looting and, like, give you stats for a Molotov cocktail. And I, I mean, maybe some game masters wouldn't like that, but I would be absolutely thrilled right to see like my players just do that in front right. of me and out then, of the stuff that i put there and mm-hmm. didn't plan for
1: and then you know you get as the game master you can choose like okay well let me give you the stats of that right because like the player i would be i would be a little peeved if the player's like okay why well, i have a molokov cocktail that does this much damage i'd be like well, hold on now yeah let me make sure it's balanced yeah but like, like, you
0: know. You don't tell me how much yeah. damage it does. I tell you how it behaves in the world, but yes, you have it now. Mm-hmm.
1: And, like, now I don't have to come up with, like, you know, a thousand loot items with their own individual stats because the player told me what they have and I just got to make one.
0: Yeah. Um,. So that, that's the other way to do it. We're talking about how to give loot. We mm-hmm. talked about two examples from video games. We talked about another way where you as the players can, I, I guess, you know, like solicit your yeah, own loot. Solicit
1: for what you need. You know, let, let the game master know what you want. Mm-hmm.
0: Tell them what you want. If you don't tell them what you want, how are you ever going to get it? Mm-hmm. And you know, then a good game master will reward your creativity and give you a chance to roll for it. Mm -hmm. and everything will be better. You're creating your own feedback loop at that point.
1: And the other side of that is Game Masters, uh, if they need a certain item or a certain set of items to, like, advance past the next door or whatever, give it to them. And you can give it to them in the form of loot because chances are they're going to loot the bodies.
0: Yeah. That tends to use. Or, you know, yeah,
1: throw a shiny chest in there, Oh, what's this chest got? Oh, it's got some rope. Oh, kind of lame, right? But they're going to take it anyways because, you know, humans are conditioned to take that shit. Yeah. And then, oh, good thing we grabbed that rope back there because now we have to, you know, rappel down this wall. So, great job.
0: Yeah. Anyways. Uh, We have two more ideas about how to give loot. Uh, One of them is a game master one, and the other one is another sort of, like, player-driven one. But the first one is to, like, telegraph it somehow. Telegraph an item. And a great way to do this is to, like, see another character use it. Mm -hmm. And I would say my favorite way to do it is to have a boss use it. Like, here's a bad guy that you need to fight, and he's got a great big gun. And... It's a hard fight, but if you kill this guy and you get to take his stuff, then, like, someone's going to be like, oh, can I, you know, can I check out his gear? Mm-hmm. And, like, this cool big gun that he had, can I take it? Yeah,
1: like, he was doing a lot of damage. Yeah. I want it.
0: And now you got it. Makes you feel powerful. Makes a player feel, you know. Rewarded. Like, yeah. Like, they earned something from that. They risked a lot because this boss was dangerous. They had a, you know, a really scary sword or a gun that's way bigger than yours. And you were clever or you rolled good and you beat the encounter. You killed the bad guy. And now you get that thing. Um, Thing you need to do with that as a game master is just, you know, be wary of balancing issues. Mm-hmm. You can always change it. It can always like be slightly different stats for the players when they get it, stuff like that. Right. But you know, just generally speaking, you want to be careful about what you give players and be ready to roll with them having something that maybe is Because yeah.
1: you know, we we've had uh, experience kind of over over um, I guess over loot. No, nah, that's not it. Right. Uh, as game masters, we've given too much too fast. Like you know, given given a a very what would be considered a high level you know weapon too early because then it takes a lot of the challenge of the adventure out because it's like yeah I use this I use this gun that like one hit kills mm-hmm. and then all they got to do is just you know beat the beat the AC or you know yeah. just hit the guy do
0: do the good enough roll to hit and, and then, then that, zow
1: and so it's like. How And then becomes, you know, a fucking arms race. And then it gets really crazy really fast. And it kind of, I don't know, blows up the story you try and tell, right? Because, you know, you want a progression where like, oh, it just keeps getting harder and harder and harder. And then, you know, if you give too much too fast, you reach the point where it's like there's not a next thing.
0: Yeah. And that's a separate thing. You know, we can just say... Keep in mind that you need to you know keep your stuff somewhat balanced unless mm-hmm. you're deliberately going for unbalanced experiences, mm-hmm. which can be fun. Which is
1: fine. If we're it's we're, like not, a, we're not we're not
0: here a, to a, tell uh, you specifically yeah. how to uh you know
1: right. We're just giving a tip. How yeah. to this how is, to precisely this is measure. It's a TNT episode, right? So you know, here's a tip. Yeah. Don't, but that. Don't uh, give something that isn't balanced.
0: Um, that idea leads into our last little example, which is something. So I uh, I'm currently. As of as of this recording, I'm running my first Dungeons and Dragons campaign and like actually using Dungeons and Dragons, using the um, you know the the ancestries and the classes and the items that are available in the books and on D D Beyond. And one thing I did was at a certain point I allowed my players, Dane included, uh, a certain amount of money in game. And let them just kind of, like, go nuts on the on the equipment list. And I really enjoy that because, you know, a few things came out of that. A few interesting items. Um, it's really exciting. There's a ton of freedom of choice. It's great for the players to be creative and to, you know, pick stuff that fits the way they want to play and the stuff about their characters. But... Going back to a thing that you know we were just talking about, you need to be willing to roll with the idea that it might unbalance your game. I really like it. I think it's a thing that you should do. You should give your players powerful stuff. Um, you should give them things that open up the game world for them. Just be ready to roll with the unexpected things that they do with them.
1: Right, and you can still do this kind of you know shop, this open shop um, idea. If you don't like, you know, D and D is really great because it has this pretty comprehensive list of all the shit. Yeah. Right, but if you don't because you know it's a homebrew or maybe it's in a different setting, maybe you know you're using the Eclipse engine, maybe uh, hint hint, uh, and running <laughs> your own like unique you know original setting, and you didn't spend. 50 hours making up a gear list you can still let your players shop but you just gotta you gotta ask them what they're looking for it's like hey you have this much spending power maybe it's in currency or maybe you know you guys are in like the lair of a dragon there's lots of stuff around what do you look for Right, ask specific questions. Yeah, what do you look for? Are you looking for a new weapon? Are you looking for a ranged weapon or a melee weapon?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Right? Narrow it down a little bit so you can actually come up with something. Yeah. So, there's loot. Any more on loot, Cosmo?
0: I think that's about it for loot. I'm sure there's more that we could find to talk about. And... I'm sure that maybe there's some stuff that y'all are thinking of that we missed, but
1: I mean, this is a great time to get engaged uh, with the podcast because loot's a very fun thing. It's very it's an integral part of role playing, uh, you know. So why don't you throw us your thoughts on loot? Yeah, um, you can visit us. Well, hold on. You can visit us. You can visit us. Sorry, mm. you can visit us at 2HGM.com, com. But first, let's do a little recap.
0: Oh yeah,
1: right before we close out here. Mm-hmm. Right. So we talked about loot today. Mm-hmm. Right. So we talked about what loot is. Right. Loot is loot. Duh. Mm-hmm. It can be money, but it's also gear.
0: Different types. You we know, talked about that idea. Anything
1: the player character doesn't have, that's loot. Mm-hmm. Right. So. You want to give loot because it's, well, it's an integral part, right? It um, reinforces that feedback loop. You play to get loot, then you want to play some more.
0: You want to build that positive feedback loop.
1: Oh, you know, give them, give them the dopamine. That's what everybody wants. Mm-hmm. Um, and it can be an element of storytelling, right? You know, you find key items that unlock things.
0: Things right. that you know directly relate to your character or to the adventure that you're on,
1: right. but loot doesn't necessarily have to be only key items. It can be utility items, something mundane as rope or mm-hmm. a flashlight,
0: or it can be Metroidvania type new powers that you know, like open a door that you previously couldn't have gone into, mm-hmm. and now there's a whole section of the dungeon available to explore.
1: Right, and of course, weapons and armor. Right, that's what everybody's Obviously, after. Yeah. Leveling up their character. Uh, And then, you know, flavor items that don't have any stats associated with them. They're just for uh, characters to be characters, right? You know, a big pipe or, you know, some shiny sunglasses. I don't know.
0: Yeah, that stuff.
1: We talked about Borderlands and how they do loot. And then we talked about Witcher 3 a little bit. Um,
0: Different examples of how to give loot. The idea that, you know, loot should be meaningful And you can just kind of narratively brush off the stuff that isn't meaningful. And also, as a player, you can drive the loot experience by telling the game master what you want. Or telling them just what you do from something that's obviously there. Mm -hmm. And then asking them, hey, does this idea work? Right.
1: Right. And, you know, you can telegraph loot. Maybe the boss's weapon is, you know, real shiny. Waves it around. Waves it in the player's face. Like,
0: ooh, that's great. And then when it hits you... Give it to him, right? It lightnings you. And Mm -hmm. you're like, well, I want the lightning sword. Mm -hmm. So they work hard to beat him. And then the last one was uh, the idea of, like, letting players shop, kind of. Mm -hmm. Letting them pick and choose. But the issue there is it needs to come from a list. Mm -hmm. There are tons of online resources for that. If you're playing D&D, you know, the... uh, the stuff that you get, the the player's handbook and the DMG, they both come with a bunch of that stuff and there's tons of supplemental material. But mm. if you have a list of stuff, letting players shop off of it can be really fun. Right.
1: And, you know, let them shop, but, you know, make the players say specifically what they want. right? Yeah. And shop doesn't necessarily mean I go to the vendor and spend coin. I'm in a dragon's lair and grab a little, yeah,
0: ambiguous usage of the word. When I said shop, I mean like...
1: Well, I think I covered that, but to reiterate it, you know, shop is just like, you get the, you know, Mm -hmm. you get your choice of loot.
0: This, yeah, you get loot off of this list or this table in the the Dungeon Master Guide you get to pick, but, you know, this is how much money you have. Stuff like that.
1: Well, that's going to do it for this episode of 2HGM. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, visit us at 2hgm.com as always uh, we have a contact feedback form we also have fun stuff for you to download for free like our original role playing system the Eclipse Engine RPG Lite and a dungeon creator worksheet
1: Uh, you can see our link to the Patreon is on the websites support us we would love it Uh, join us next time for an uh, episode of Two-Headed Game Master. Real quick recommendation, get an air conditioner, because it's fucking hot in this room. Yeah, we
0: are fucking cooking in here. <laughs> but it's still good. We had a good time. It was a good episode. Hope you all liked it. I um, Think that about does it. Thank you uh,
1: to the Burning Saviors for their the use of their song, Pontillo's Finest, as our intro and outro.
0: We will see you all next time.
1: See you next time.